Hello and welcome back to Bad Gigs Part 2 of my chat with Bitch and Bingo's Mistress Viv. Like I said before, we spoke for three hours. Three hours. So this episode is a compilation of funny chats and serious yaps. Talks about getting injured on stage, upsetting PC crowds, updating our work as some of our old material is now considered offensive. I just want to say thanks to the new listeners and subscribers. I love it. Love it. Ah. Apologies for the delay in releasing this. It was school holidays, so I took full advantage with spending time with my daughter. I'll share some stories and rambly waffle at the end of this podcast and announce my next amazing guest who I just interviewed right now. So let's jump right in. The other thing I've experienced too with like bad gigs is it's been a good gig, but then afterwards I realize oh maybe it wasn't a good gig and sometimes I have bingo calls right which I've like now retired but like I used to have this bingo call which was like oh 75 badly burned but still alive right yeah and I did I did that call for ages it's not really anything funny it was just like a call and I just did it for ages and then I did it at a show and then there was a badly burned person at the show. <laughs> oh, God. And she was, like, super cool and super nice about it. But very self-conscious about but needless, else. needless to say, I, like, disarmed that call and have never done it ever again. But I didn't even realise I was doing the show. And then I even have had the nerve to... Uh, I did like a like a little mini competition. You know what we do? I was like, oh, you know, I'll bring someone up and they can like. Yeah. And it was her. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, then, then, then it's in your head. Then you can't get it out of your head. No, I can't get it out of my head. So I've just totally retired that. I would never, ever do that again. And then another one I had, which was also equally shit that happened on the shore. Another one. Sure, this, there's a running theme here bro was um i had a sh- i had a i had a call i can't remember what exactly it was but it was like g53 spending my showgirl money or like it was something about like show like working at showies or like g53 like making money at showies something like that right something stupid like that and i used that call for ages and I had this woman come up to me after a show and she was like, um, oh, so good to see a fellow showgirl get out of it. And I was like, mm-hmm. Uh, what? Who do, you, <laughs> who do you think I am? Yeah. And she was like, oh, man, that place is such a fucking shithole. And I'm so glad to see somebody else, like, get out of it and, like, make something of themselves. And I was like... I had no idea what to do because I was yeah. like, I'm I'm stuck. I'm in character. It's a bad joke. It's a joke, but it's a bad joke nonetheless. And, you know, what do I do? Do I tell her, no, I'm just some stupid fucking Yeah. Or do I fucking admit it? And like, what do I do? So I was just like, yeah. And she was like, you're so great and I, and after that i was like never again i've totally fucking retired that call so i've had some bad shows from that from that terminology from like calls that i thought and i'm sure that there's comedians before that have experienced this before you Lost. say 
yeah basically you think is funny and then someone that comes up to you after the show and you're like oh okay and it affects you no it's happened it's it's happened a couple of times where i uh just an innocent joke yeah i've had a a corporate or this i'll be quick with this because this is a nightmare uh it was for i'm not even going to say the company i never want to fucking see them again but it was they booked me for i think it was an hour so i was mixing comedy and and a quiz and everything was going great they're all laughing it was during the day it was important to me then i start doing material and i was doing the bit where i'm like who's got kids oh oh god you got kids how many have you got oh you kept going after one that sort of stuff which in the comedy club was funny and it was getting a few laughs there but then there was some murmurs going around and i didn't even see this happen somebody in the crowd couldn't have kids and uh and then it got really everyone got self-conscious and started looking and then the, the laughs weren't happening like what's going on here they were all laughing a few minutes ago so i cracked on and then the, there was talk and, and then the manager comes up and he goes, and I was like, what? He goes, we'll just leave it there. <gasps> I was like, all right. And I didn't understand what happened until later on, uh, or days later, I was told someone couldn't have kids. I was like, but that doesn't ruin the show. I totally you know agree. What I mean? Like, you're not to know that information. No one told. And that's my one, like your one on the, uh, uh, that's my one where people come up uh, like people came up a while after that and said, Oh, I heard about this gig you did. Ah! And, uh, I'm like, How do you know about this? Oh, a friend of mine's friend works in the thing. I'm like, Oh my, you don't even know the fucking story. Everything was going fine until this one moment. Oh, and it shit. Was, that's, that's your sausage gig. That's my sausage gig. Yeah, it's my sausage gig. Now, yeah. I haven't heard it in a while, but yeah, it was, it was such a fucking shit show. I had something really similar because I do this other thing at work too, where it's like, you know, you try and find kind of like the biggest bogan in the room, yada, yada, yada. And I have like questions I ask and it's like, you stay standing if the answer is yes and you sit down if the answer is no. It's basically kind of like an elimination process of finding out who's the most fucking like grubby bogan in the room. And, you know, it's willing, it's, it's pushing people to admit uh, and how much they're willing to admit within the crowd yeah it's great and but but i did do one show and i asked the question like further down the line i asked like stay standing if you have sex spawn if you have children you know that you know of yeah stay standing. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and there were a few people that stayed standing and then someone else was like what if you can't oh yeah and i was like oh. i was like you can't be careful. You can't be too careful. I didn't. I don't even know if I remember what I said because I think I might have just been so in the zone. I think I probably carry on. Yeah, I think I would probably like. Oh, that's fine. Or someone was like, "Yeah, I couldn't believe that's it." Like, a tough one. what if you can't? And I was like, that "You know of?" And she was like, "I can't have kids." And I was like, "Well, you sit down <laughs> and move on." And the winner is wrap this shit up. You reminded me of a one, and it wasn't a live thing. I did a comedy sketch. Uh, a few years ago and it was an idea I had where and I got the guy to do it uh, and it was was really funny so basically it's a blind man walking down the road and then he walks up to a traffic light and he presses the button and a kid walks by playing a computer game beep 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 and he walks out and then he gets a smack of a car right silly sketch 
funny. That was it. We filmed it, and and we and it was we really loved it, and we shared it. And then the guy, the actor, his friend starts sending his friend starts sending me horrible messages and emails, going, "That's not nice. You can't do that." I said, "He's an actor." He goes, "Yeah, but you're taking the piss out of deaf people or blind people." I said, "I'm not. I just it's just a little sketch." And then one of them, the 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 message was, "Well." Uh, we're offended because my sister is blind and as she says it in the message my sister is blind and she saw it and found it offensive I was like how she fucking say it she's blind you lunatic so I just replied back and said my mother's blind she saw it and thought it was hilarious and then left it at that <laughs> right and my mother's not blind but like, I'm like you can't be over careful of you, you can't walk oh, out and, and you know oh you go okay. We can't slag this off. I know you're not supposed to punch down, but and you can be care. You can be careful to a certain extent, but you can't be afraid because everybody's going to be affected by something in the crowd. If there's two hundred people there, everybody's going to be affected by something. You know. Yeah, when you're talking about a large crowd, and like more often than not, like any complaints that I get, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like a one in a million kind of complaint, you know, we do a lot of fundraisers and a lot of corporates and stuff like that. And, and more often than not, it's like, they'll be like, oh, one two, or two people were like kind of a bit offended or whatever. And I'm like, well, okay. I expect that. That's fine. That's cool. That's like, that's the lower percentile. You know, that's my target. That's the one I want. <laughs> I want. That's it. Like when my, when my quiz started, when when I started in Botany, Doolan Brothers, uh, and the idea what became Crack Up Quiz, the manager was like, "Let's get rid of these nerds that don't spend any money. I want you to rip the shit out of them. I want you to make it fun, and we are expecting complaints. So the mm. managers are here expecting complaints, and they were given to give all these tradies uh, jugs of beer to get them in. So it was rowdy, and I was having banter with them. So because that's how we started, I expect complaints. But now mm. it's kind of done, it's tamed a bit now as I'm older and it's a job now. Uh, I, I find a balance, you know. I did a, I did a, a Zoom one, you know, and doing Zoom, people are sitting on a sofa watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I know. You're, you're watching people in the house and they're just sitting there, do you want a cup of tea? I'll just go get a cup of tea. And you're like, oh my God, just give me an audience again. But uh, so it is, you, you kind of find the balance. I remember doing a gig for Plunkett. Uh, oh, Christ. When Holly was, so it would have been seven years ago. And I did the stuff about having a kid. And I, I can't do that stuff anymore because I'm, not, I'm uncomfortable doing it because I don't have Holly with me all the time. But at the time, you know yourself, kid is going nuts 24 seven. And I'm, yeah. I'm going on stage and I'm just being honest. I'm like, oh, the fucking kid. Now she's toilet training and shitting all over the floor. And I'm like, fucking, do you know what? And you're being honest with them. And, they, and Plunkett were laughing their heads off because they were in the dark. They, yeah. they felt okay. And a lot of those yeah. gigs, they, the parents were the ones that laughed loudest because they knew, you know. It was, if I did that material in Ponsonby uh, yeah. in front of uh, millennials, that they wouldn't find it funny uh, on behalf, or they'd be offended on behalf of parents. But they got fucking 12 hours sleep the night before. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so I yeah. couldn't do that material there. But in front of parents, oh, it was it was it was a field day. It was great. I mean, my stuff's changed. Like I still have some of the same calls as you know, like still some of the same calls I fucking use time after time. And um stuff that used to kill doesn't kill anymore. Oh yeah. 
You know what I mean? I know that's yeah. what I know that's what being a comedian is, and I'm not a comedian, but that's what oh, yeah. it's about yeah. like it's about like adapting and changing and making sure that like you have to upgrade your material and change with the masses. But it's like it's so amazing doing like a corporate for like a bunch of 40 year olds and make and maybe slaying at that corporate, but then going and doing a public bar show to a bunch of like 18 or 20 year olds and yeah. str- and struggling. Yeah. There was yeah. stuff that I used to there's stuff that I used to do. I, I did a clean sweep of my uh of my YouTube recently. Really? Uh, oh I, I didn't realise how bad how 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 badly uh some of the stuff aged. And <laughs> the other day it's shocking because I, I was always on the wire. I, I was always close to the bone because that's mm. where the laugh was. Mm. I didn't really go over. Oh, the stuff I did, I did a, a whole thing. My big finish when I started that always got a laugh was uh, God, the long story short was God uh, spiked Mary's drink and that's where Jesus came from. Because Joseph was a carpenter and he was working 12 hours a day and he was exhausted and Mary wanted to go out and have some fun. And then God came up to her and said, what's the fucking story, sweet cheeks? And they got on really well. That was my finish. And I always got big laughs. Uh, you couldn't even, you couldn't go near that now. No. So a lot of stuff I had to take down. There was a sketch that a guy found and shared because he found it funny. And he, he shared it and he said, ah, oh, look at this. Alan looks really young. Like it's 15 years ago. <clears throat> and I'm really skinny and I've no beard and I look like a child. And the sketch, you know, it was a sketch in college, and it was basically a girl is in with the doctor, and she is told she has two months to live or two weeks to live. It's a stupid joke. And the she comes out crying, and then I'm in the waiting room, and another guy, and she goes, That's it. Is there anyone here man enough to make me feel like a real woman? Right? And does that with her boobs. <clears throat> and I stand up and I go, and I rip off me shorts and I go. Here, love, iron this, right? And I sit back down and start reading me a magazine. I'm hurting up, right? And that was it. It was funny at the time. Uh, couldn't do it now. This guy shared it. I didn't even know I still had half that stuff on YouTube. I hadn't looked at my YouTube in I don't know how long, right? So he shared it. I'm like, where the fuck did you get that? And he said, YouTube. I goes, get that down now. And I had to go through the deepest, darkest part of my YouTube. And there yeah. was so much stuff there. I went... Do a stand up. My 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 uh, my show reel started off with me telling the joke I told <clears throat> on Mary TV uh, that got a big laugh. The joke where I said, uh, "It's it's great to hear his laugh." I was walking down the road the other day, uh, and I I heard this massive laugh. I was surrounded by a cacophony of laughing. I didn't know what was going on. I turned around. And it just, it was a van full of fat Polynesian women going for a smear test, right? <laughs> that was my opening joke because that was the ad on TV at the time, right? Of course, right? I, I know that reference, yes. Yeah, so, and then I go, grey crack, I hope, I hope, right? <laughs> and that was it. And it was my opening for so long. And even when I did, when I did Maori TV, I said to the, the, the lady in charge, and she was a big Polynesian woman, <laughs> and I said, can I do this joke? Is this safe to do? And she said, it's really funny. They love it. And I went out and I did it. And I smashed it. Yeah. Right? I smashed it. So I didn't understand there was anything really bad. I said, well, they found it funny. I take the piss out of me. And it was only when I was going to do my voice reel with my agent. 
And I said, oh, you can use some of this stuff. It's recorded from TV. It's proper recording. And they were like, yeah, we can't really use that. I was like, but why not? The fucking women, the fat women laughed. And I, <laughs> I, I still didn't get it. Because in Ireland, we laugh at everything. Like, we have a very dark sense of humour, you know? Yeah. And it was, we enjoyed comedians coming over and saying, oh, do you know what you people do here? And all these little things that we do, we're like, oh, we do do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you can't really do it here. And I, I had a joke for ages about Koitaya, uh, about the whales being stranded on the beach. And the joke was, uh, whales are stranded on the beach and everybody is trying. And I told this on Maori TV as well. Fucking hell. I said, uh, the people were, were knackered trying to get the whales back in the ocean and then the whales are dead and they're trying to get the whales off the beach and it's hard work, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, we're the Japanese when you need them, right? Always got a big laugh. Always got a fucking big laugh. And then yeah. I said, because they would eat that beach clean in minutes, right? A laugh. And then I said, and you can't be offended because if it was giant potatoes on the beach, giant potatoes, I'd be the first one down there with butter and a knife and fork. And then I said something like, and if it was pineapple lumps, the rest of you would be down there. And that was it. And you, I just moved on. Then I got to a stage I can't even I can't even think that in my head anymore without feeling guilty. Mm. You know what I mean? So all these jokes were on my YouTube channel, and I, and this is only like seven years ago, six years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've like I went through like my list every single time I make a every single time I make a call a bingo call. I have a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there I can't use anymore. There's a lot of yeah. stuff on there I wrote like maybe five years or four years ago or whatever that I've had to that I've had to cull that I just can't I just can't use anymore. It's just a different it's a different age now. It's a it's different a, it's a different age, a different world. Another another joke a I different see. Different market. A different market altogether. There was a joke, uh, I'll tell you this and then I'll, I'll let you go. I'll show you fucking dying to go. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I found uh, my old the old stand-up that I found. And there was a bit, I forgot I did this joke and it was really funny. And even when I looked at it back, I was like, oh, I can do that again, right? Because I completely forgot about the joke. I was talking about people in Dublin with fake tans. Uh, mm. And it was a part of a long joke. And it was like, all these girls walking around with orange faces, blah, blah, blah. They look like umpa lumpa sluts, right? And I always got a big laugh. And then when I watched that back, I said, oh, I can do that. And then I realized I can't even say the word slut anymore. You know, yes. you can't say, you, yes. like, you can't say that. I was telling the story to yes. a, a yes. friend's girlfriend or fiance. And I was telling the story about the prostitutes in the, in the Edinburgh castle playing with the dog. And she interrupted me and said, sex workers, they're not called prostitutes, they're called sex workers. I was like, when did this change? I, yes. No, I, I need a memo every day to go, okay, just, I'm not allowed to say pr prostitutes anymore. Okay. That's so, that's so amazing you say that because yes, of course, I have a bunch of, I have a bunch of like calls that are kind of like that. It's like, yeah. you know, 54, my cousin Trace is a whore. Like, I'm not really meant to use that anymore. Like, I've got my um, host down in Christchurch to do some shows for me and I gave her my material and I was like, here's my calls. You're welcome to use them if you like. You're also... Yeah use your own stuff if you like and I went down there and she did the show and she was like um you know instead of g54 my cousin Tracy's a whore she was like uh you know she rhymed it with like yeah she was like I use the term sex worker not whore g54 you know and I was like I get it I get yeah. it don't get me wrong I, I get it but I was like 
ha yeah like it still not wasn't funny. it wasn't the last funny. funny the last you, lost, funny. you lose the funny i'm like just don't do it then just yeah. don't do it like just do something else you know Isn't i suppose my cousin's on the floor yeah yeah you know what i mean but and your heart isn't in it and the thing I love about like Westies and what I do is because, you know, I, I love like there's something really innate in me. I love being a shore girl. I'm a true blue shore girl from the North Shore. I'm super white and super fucking privileged. It's so terrible. It's awful. I know it is. But I also love teasing the shit out of shore girls who were yeah. super white and super privileged, you know. So I do that every every chance that I can. And yeah. <laughs> They love it though. They do love it though, to be honest. They're kind of like, ha, 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 give it to us. But if I tease yeah. a, if I tease a Westie, ooh, you gotta yeah. be careful. Like if I if I go to West Auckland do a West Auckland show and you know, all my calls about like Westies and Bogans and stuff, yeah. and like Tinnies and fucking KFC and stuff, they're like, they're like ha 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 and they start Where's quick- the joke here? <laughs> That's a Sunday afternoon. I didn't know that was funny. You know, <laughs> They get so suspicious. I love it. They start questioning me. What college did you go to? Did you go to school? And I'm like, homeschooled, man. Homeschooled. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they legit think you're from there. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. one of my one of my favorites was, um, you know, doing a show in um, Whangaparoa. And I had a call that was like, I don't know, something about my husband, Wayne, doing tattoo work, you know, G50 to my husband Wayne will you know do your dragon tattoo or something yeah. like that and I had this <laughs> I had this chick come up to me afterwards after the show and she was like hey um and like fully took her top off and was like showing me her back and was like will, you, will Wayne finish this tat for me and it was like this dolphin scene with a fucking like half finished dream catcher and like a wolf howling at the it was like a, this awful That's, it was the best like half-assed like fucking jail yeah, <laughs> prison yeah. tattoo someone bought it on trade me yeah that i've ever seen it and i was like oh you know he's a bit booked up <laughs> yeah yeah oh, there's no there. there's no yeah you gotta email him directly yeah 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 i just i don't know his email <laughs> like it's not real it's not fuck. <laughs> I know, but you'd be amazed at how many people think it is, which I love and hate all at the same time. You know, I, I love that they um, are that committed. And I, yeah. also, and I also hate that they're that committed because it's not real, you know? Well, people don't know the difference. Again, I keep on saying it. I'll tell you one more. Uh, there was <clears throat> my, my, my da, my da, uh, do, do, did you watch Coronation Street years ago? I mean, I know Coro, but I yeah. don't follow it nah it's shit but there's a there's a character there's a character in the 90s maybe and 2000s and he was he was irish it was a bad stereotype he was a drunk irish man and he bet he used to beat his wife his name is jim mcdonald right Right. Uh, and he was a ginger hair and a ginger mustache my dad at the time had ginger hair and a ginger mustache and he used to work in my uncle's shop and it's not your job. He used to have grannies, old women coming in and go, leave Liz alone. <laughs> it's like, I'm not Jim McDonald. I clearly work in a fucking news agent. You know what I mean? He's selling newspapers and pints of milk. He's like, I'm not Jim McDonald. That's the TV. This is real life. 
but it happened every single time. And then it happened as he got older, he, he looked like, my ma says he looks like Ned Flanders. And then Breaking Bad came out and he looks like Heisenberg. Yeah. So he drives a taxi and he didn't understand what was going on. He said, all of a sudden people wouldn't really speak to me that much in the car. My dad's very chatty. And they were a bit, they'd sit far, further away. And it's because he looks like the lunatic in Breaking Bad. So people get in the car and go, and think it's him. No one. That's amazing. Stop idiots. buying, stop buying Liz Smith. Stop, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stop hitting Liz. Like, <laughs> fucking touch her. Mental. I mean, she's three and it's just like, it's just nonstop. It's just like, I'm her playmate, you know. Yeah. I'm so sick of playing fucking puppies. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know? you're the puppy. We ha She has these little puppies and it's, oh. we have to play puppy hospital and like puppy this and puppy that. And it's time for the puppy to eat and it's time for the puppy to sleep. And she's like, let's play puppies. And I'm like, oh, it's not a fun game. Like I, I just said, I'm the same with Holly. When when Holly video calls, she wants to put on the fucking the filters. Yeah. And then she puts. So if she video calls me, I'm like, can you let me know when? So she Facebook calls me. I'll make sure I'm on the laptop because my laptop doesn't have the filters. It's only on the phone. Because if you're sitting there trying to have a laugh, how was your day? And then whoop, whoop, app comes up, and you have to catch a burger in your mouth. And you're like, oh God, this is not um nom nom. Um nom. And what did you do? Um nom nom. She goes, Daddy, you're not trying. I'm like, I come on, let's have a chat. Like this is fucking killing me. Um nom nom catching burgers. There has to be something else we can do. Play puppies. No, puppies. Yeah. Puppy's gone off to the farm. He didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't make it. The puppy is gone. Yay, online quiz again. Because mm. she doesn't like going to pubs. And there's people that don't like going to pubs. And certainly not Doolin's Ellerslie, where it's a bit, it can be a bit weird. And uh, she's like, yay, online quizzes. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that shit again. I don't, I didn't have the head for it. And I, I didn't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I did it and I felt good. But even the corporate quizzes, there's something about, there's something about having a shower and getting dressed leaving the house and driving to a venue and the fresh air in the car and go oh this is and then having a drink and doing it to sitting at home not showering mm. and then you go oh sh you know how many days have I gone without a shower you know I found my deodorant my deodorant was there from from week one I sprayed it on in front of the camera while doing the quiz and I threw it as a laugh that's four weeks ago and then I found it this week this week I found it. I went, oh, I've gone poor, four weeks without wearing deodorant. Poor Jane. She's a fucking scruffy bastard. You wash your bits that you need to. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Right, let's go. Right? That's yeah. Oh, you washed chewing gum fucking onto it, right? You wash the bits that you need to do, right? Don't go near that part. That's not <laughs> I didn't I didn't do that bit yet. Just stay away. Go by left side. There's some shit over here. But it's uh, but only this week I'm starting to make an effort. But it's uh, but yeah, there was I was doing an online yeah. quiz and I had a shower. I don't know why I had a shower, but I had a shower and I went fuck. I hadn't had a shower in four days. And they were standing in the foyer and they were exa exactly like that. We loved it. We had a great time. I'm like, no, you didn't. 
you didn't have a good time because I could see your faces. But then they're so used to watching comedy isn't uh, a regular occurrence in some parts of the country. So they, when they're watching comedy, they feel like they're sitting at home watching Netflix. You know, yes. so, it's, so they don't get that. I totally agree. It's like a really weird and beyond thing, I think, as well. Like, you know, you go to Aussie and it's different, man. Like, they, <laughs> fuck, man, the Aussies, I love them. They try and join in. They, yeah. You know what I mean? They try and they try, yeah. they're, they're a part of it. And New Zealand, we're very standoffish, we're very reserved. And like, you, the further you go down south, <laughs> the more conservative yeah. it becomes. That's why I always worry about doing shows in like yeah. Christchurch and Chicago and stuff. And I've done plenty of shows down there before, and I'm always like, "Are you sure? Do you want Are you me? sure you're ready? Are you sure?" And then I do it, and then I do the show, and like it's it's usually that kind of reaction. Most most often, it's like this really weird standoffish energy, and then after the show, they're like, "That was great, thank you so much." And I'm like, "Are you sure?" And they're like, "That was really funny." And I'm like, "No, you okay. didn't think it was funny. Thank you." Thank you. Maybe they did, but they just don't, in a way, know how to show it. And it's for Auckland audiences too. Even Auckland audiences are like that, where it's like, it's yeah. okay to laugh. It's okay to be the first, first person to laugh in the crowd. It's okay. But it's like, we yeah. need this permission. But a lot of the times I do say, you can laugh, right? Or you let them know, you go, that was weird. That normally gets a big laugh. And then they go, oh, maybe, you know. So you kind of little tricks to try and uh, shake, shake them up. Go. Yes. Did you not find that funny? No, they found it funny in you know Rickerton. You know what I mean? Ah! That's and they're like that's so genius. Well, we're, well, we're not. That. We're better than Rickerton. <laughs> and then laughed their heads off. Little, <laughs> it's stupid little tricks as an MC. You know, always pitting someone against someone else, a town against another town. But yeah, it's 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 silly, but it works. You know. That's. That's absolute genius because you're right. It's so weird how they have this weird competition. It's like doing a show. I've done a show in Timaru before, Timaru, and they're doing a show in Christchurch and like Timaru and Christchurch are really close to one another, but yet they're like, no, we're not Christchurch. Yeah. Like, no, we're different here. We're a different breed. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, a, it's this, the regional stuff, the regional stuff is great, but also quite yeah complex. it's i i had it i had the experience i was i think i was doing a gig and i'm probably going to get this wrong i think i was doing a gig in havelock north okay uh i was mm. flown in i and we did a gig and that was it but before <laughs> before i even got near the stage i was warned twice i was warned once in the tech check and again before i got on stage they said listen you were in havelock north you're not in havelock don't mix them up, right? <laughs> and I, I'm like, I, it's, it's, now it turns out I they're two different parts of the country, maybe. I, I think that's what it is. But there's me going, it's just like Shelbyville and, and Springfield. They're like, we are not them. We are the North or Northern Ireland and the Republic. We are different. We are independent. We are not Havelock. We are not Havelock. They are scum. And I'm like, so in my mind, I'm like, which one are they? And they'll go on stage. Hello, Havelock. North. Yay. <laughs> the stress. The anxiety not to upset them. Hello. Oh Havelock West. God. Anyone for Havelock yes. West in tonight? 
But it was, it was, yeah. That's it, so it great. Was a strict warning. Do have not you, mix us up. Have you ever hurt yourself during a show? Have you uh, ever, been, have you ever been injured? I've, I've pulled the muscle. And, and and it doesn't it doesn't really surprise me now because I nearly pulled a muscle hosting the online quiz the other night because uh, I reached over to the dog because I'm not exercising during lockdown. Yeah, but, but got no, to, also because you're old, bitch. I'm old. I'm forty. But that's the thing. Like <laughs> we were messing downstairs earlier, and then uh, I don't know what I did. I was going to do a little dance, and I went yay, and it was click click. <laughs> my bow elbows click click. I'm like oh my god. That's not right. That's my elbows. I need them. I'm only 40. But yeah, I've, I've, I've been on stage and I've pulled a muscle and I had to continue and it was fine. But I was too early in, like what you said about being on a cruise ship, it was too early in my career, if you call it that, to make a joke of it. Yeah. So I hit it and I, I got on with it and limped off and tried to hide it. Whereas now I'd go, Oh my god! I just pulled a muscle standing here, you know, and I, and yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Just, I go, I yeah. need to stretch before fucking talking. Imagine <laughs> stretching before talking. Yeah, how bad it is. I could imagine you'd just like try and drink more Lucasade and and make a panic attack happen. Oh, but you know what I did? I, I I'll tell you this story. I, are you going to tell me a story about an injury on stage? Is that what you're going to yeah. do? I'll, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this really weird story only because on. you said only because you said it right. Uh, I do. I've 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 chipped bones and bow elbows, right? Because when we were in our twenties, we were idiots, and every time my mate or one of us shouted out "alligator," you had to jump on your back and dance like an alligator on its back, right? It's in Animal House and it's in Bachelor Party, the movies. Right. So we're out in a nightclub, and you could be talking to somebody, talking to a girl, and your mate would go, "Who hey, watch this?" alligator and you're like oh no and you have to jump on your back and do the dance so years of doing that i chip bones and both my elbows because i kept landing on my elbow automatically instead of my back so i was working on a tv show in ireland where i was uh, a chef on a live uh, uh, chat show for teenagers 20 somethings and it was on friday nights and sunday mornings the thursday night i was out with my mate and we, it was snowing and we were drunk and we were having a great time. And it's so weird. Everything was fine. Ice was everywhere. And then eventually just in front of my house, I slipped and landed on my elbow. And, I, and blood went everywhere. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. It's whatever. And I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and my elbow had, uh, had, a, had a bump on it. And then and my, my ex is a nurse, by the way, but she was in work and then she was out with friends. And as the day went on, the bump got bigger and bigger. I had some weird sort of uh, thing going on with my elbow and I felt really shit. But I knew I only had half an hour work to do, right? If I can get through half an hour in front of a camera, I'll be fine. So I drank a load of Lucasade and a load of, I had a load of Skittles and sugar laces from Aldi, right? So I popped all this sugar in me and I jumped around on the show and I did a good job. And that was fine. And, but because I moved so much, I cra- the, the, the lump got bigger and bigger. And I was fucked. And I went, right, I need to go find uh, Laura because she, she might know what it is. So I went into Dublin City. She was in a restaurant <clears throat> where her friends. 
and I said, look, uh, this thing is after exploding on my arm. And she was like, you need hospital now, right? So I got in a taxi straight to the hospital and they were like, yeah, you know, you're waiting hours, waiting times are really long. But they, uh, they said, we'll get your bloods. Got my blood and they came running out going, you never told us you're diabetic, right? Or whatever it was. And they're like, you get a bed now. And I'm like, what? Because your blood sugar level is through the roof. It's through the roof. Like, this is normal. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm after having sugar laces. I had sugar laces and, and, and Lucas said, because I had to do a show. No, get in the bed. Puts me in a bed, right? And I'm, and I'm, I'm up the drips, right? And there's a guy in the bed across from me. They kept me there for two days. The guy across the bed from me was in because he had, he had hepatitis. He'd, I don't know which one it was, but he had a pretty bad because he went on holidays and he did something he shouldn't have done. And he came back and he was panicking and he was yellow, right? Jaundice. And I'm having mm. a laugh. We were getting on great. And I'm calling him a Simpson. <laughs> Bart Simpson over there because he was yellow. So that's the room I was in. Serious shit, right? And then the nurses came in the next morning. And they took my blood and they said, oh, your, your sugar's gone down. I was like, yeah, I know, because I had sugar laces. I told you this. And they went, this doesn't make sense. I was like, I'm telling you, I had Skittles and sugar laces. And then she brought, he went off and came back with this old doctor, like old school Clint Eastwood face. And he looked at me and he said, what happened? I said, I had sugar laces. And he looked at my elbow and he just ripped off the scab and all the pus came out and he went, he's fine. Get him out of here. And I was like, what was that? But they were convinced I was diabetic because I took a load of sugar just to get through a gig. That's mental, isn't it? I feel like that's like your life full stop still. <laughs> I did a gig. I had to do an online gig uh, the other day and I'm like, oh God, I need, I need skittles. The skittles are there for when I do a quiz. When I do online quiz, the skittles are sitting there. I'll pop a few skittles. Let's get this done. You know, let's get this because my, you know, like my my peak times are normally it's peak. You peak about seven eight because that's when I'm working. But because of lockdown, I don't have a peak time, so I can I can go crazy like I can go crazy at noon and I'm skidding on the floor, running around, jumping all over the place, and then you know I can't control it. But Skittles is my dial. Skittles helps me control when I can when I can be up and when I can be down. You know? I think I think I use the same thing, but I think my thing is not skills. I think it's white wine. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, which is just you know sugar. Really Mine is, is yeah sugar. sugar. Mine is cider. A few ciders before a gig, and then if I want to calm down, beer calms me down. Hmm. So I remember years ago uh, when I lived with my ex, we I didn't know about this. I, she came home from work, and I was like that. I was skidding on the kitchen floor. And I don't know how long I was sliding on the floor for on my own. I was just sliding up and down. And she came in, she's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I don't know, I'm just sliding on the floor. And she goes, here, have a beer. And then she realised that if I had a beer, then I calm down and mm. I just sit down and relax. Whereas before, I couldn't relax. I can relax now because I'm old. But in my 20s, I couldn't sit back. And I, I had, it. that was yeah. it. You're, you're gauging it by, I'll have a Coca-Cola now and then I'll have a beer afterwards and then find the balance yeah and then a puss elbow yeah you know? a puss elbow yeah and then they click <laughs> they didn't click that time boy when was when were you injured on stage oh i did this show um a while ago now not that long ago actually sorry i take that back it was not that long ago now and it was called celebrity bingo 
and it oh, was yeah. my new bingo show I was yeah. going to do. And I tried it at a bar, which is, uh, I don't mind talking about, the good home, won't mind me talking about it, good home Birkenhead. Again, another shore venue. They were a good bar and we do a lot of bingo shows there. And um, I was like, hey, you know, we should do a sort of bingo show there. And they were like, sounds cool. And I don't know if you remember back in the day, you wouldn't probably remember this, but way back in the day, it used to be called the Slip-In. The Slip-In. Yeah. Okay. Slip in. Yeah. Someone decided to call the bar the slip in. Yeah. <laughs> and then they changed their name to the good home. I did the show. The show was really super shit. It was just average. It was just a weird show, but I powered through it and I did it. And then later on during the show, I was excited and was trying to amp up the crowd. And I was running through the bar. And as I was running, I slipped. Oh, God. Really badly. Of course, I'm wearing high heels. Yeah. And I fell so bad that I just kind of like lay on the ground and just kind of like lay there like this starfish. (coughs) You know, and I was like, ha ha. You know, it's just just so ironic that this place used to be called Slip In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where I slipped, you know. And then we continued with the show. I got up and I continued with the show, but it was a really shit show. And then maybe a good like three weeks later, this chick came up to me at another show I was doing at a bar. And she was like, how are you? How is your fall? How are you after your fall? And I was like, thanks, bitch. Like, thank you for the reminder. It's bad. Like, I got a massive bruise from it. A huge bruise from it, from that fucking slipping show. um, (laughs) That slipping show. Never again. That was the most active I've ever been during a show, and I fell. So that that serves me right for that. So go back to act, go back to that activity. Still. Yeah, totally. Just the cage and just pulling the cage and just standing fucking still as yeah. But it's it's it hurt. It not only did it hurt my body, but it hurt my soul. <laughs> falling, falling, falling in front of a bunch of people like that is hard to come back. Especially if it's a if it's a bad gig, yes. You know if it's if if they're sitting there, uh, even if they're supporting you, and they're like, you know, you know when you're not having a good time, you know when yeah. it's not working, and you're like, let's get through this gig, you know, and then you collapse or you do something, and you're like, oh, brilliant. That's exactly what it was. That was Mistress Viv, the legend, the absolute legend. It was a great chat. We had a lot. A load of stuff to talk about. Uh, it's it's so funny where we have to update our jokes because people are offended. So we talked about all of that. It was uh, it was really informative. It was it was good to sit down and hear someone else's stories because uh, I thought it was just me. And uh, I yeah, I had a great time, absolute great time. Now, my next guest is one of my favorite comedians and people, in fact. Uh, Australian comedian Lindsay Webb I've gigged with him loads of times in the past uh, between here and in uh, Australia uh, he, he comes over to Auckland every so often and I've been there and it's great fun to be around and we had a great chat a lovely chat about some funny stories of odd gigs and plenty of banter so I will definitely have that released next week no more waiting uh, a long time 
and I have a few other interviews lined up with a singer, uh, a singer of a band, a band, a singer. What do you call him? A singer, a pub singer, a singer. He's a singer. He's great. He has got, and he's got some hilarious stories from doing, uh, you know, because there's one thing when a comedian is doing a, a corporate gig, you know, but I want to hear the stories from other entertainers and I have a few lined up. We're still in lockdown in Auckland. I think it's week 10, possibly week 10. I've stopped doing, I think we talked about some uh, corporate gigs. I've kind of stopped doing some corporate gigs because uh, it just it wasn't really fun. I'm looking forward to getting back on stage, but I'm still doing my free pub quiz, comedy pub quiz every week. And that is my little outlet, uh, that and this this podcast. And I I said I had my daughter last week for a week, so I wasn't I wasn't on on the line, whatever you call it. There's a border uh, to get out of Auckland to go to Tauranga where my daughter lives, and it was an absolute ordeal. So when I went to the border, I had to have proof that I got a test, which I got a test negatory. You'd be happy to know, and I've double jabbed, and I went up, and this by the book cop was standing there and he said, you know, I think he loves his job too much. He goes, so where are you going? I said, I'm going to get my daughter uh, for school holidays. He said, have you got uh, legal proof of your daughter? I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, you need legal proof for shared custody. I'm like, well, we just we just shared a kid. It's You don't need to go through a court for that. I'm not going to pay a lawyer or whatever just to just to confirm that's my daughter and he said well that's what I need which I didn't know I wasn't told I needed that so I'm like what do I do he said go to the courts blah 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 I said I need to get her today uh, and he goes yeah well does, I can't let you through without that and I said this is mental like it's my daughter and he goes but you can't prove it I goes I've got hundreds of pictures in my phone of her and he said that could be hundreds of pictures of any kid are you having a laugh if I had hundreds of pictures of random kids, arrest me now. You know what I mean? Lock me up. I should be on a list. Should be on a list. He said, that's what I need. And then he said, you could be smuggling in any kid. Do you know? I'm like, it's, that's how... Who's going to this much effort? Who's, who's trying... Who's smuggling in kids? It's mental. Absolutely mental. So that... What he said, the other thing you can do is you can... Uh, what you can do is you can get uh, your daughter to come to the border and then we can have you hand the, 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 the daughter over. Like as if I'm in, she's trying to escape North Korea. I'm like that sounds crazy. And then I asked him, do I not need proof that she's my daughter to do that? And he said, nah, that's fine. I'm like this nothing makes sense, man. Nothing makes sense. So yeah, I went, I had to go home to print off. I got, I got the, the form done. We got assigned by a justice of the peace. Uh, I drove home. You couldn't. The only way to get back on the motorway was to drive through the checkpoint. So that didn't make sense. So I had to find this long way home, and uh, I got in a car chase because a car came up behind me really fast. I thought that was just a normal car, and I wasn't going fast enough. So I sped up, and that sped up, and I sped up, and that car sped up, and then it was a cop car. I didn't realize until they turned on the whoop whoop, turned on the lights, and start chasing me. But there was nowhere I could pull over, so it chased me for about a kilometer until I found a part I could pull over, and the cop came out. 
And he said, I have to explain why I'm chasing you. We thought you were trying to jump the border somewhere else. I'm like, this is crazy. Jumping the border is not more worth this much hassle. But he was sound. He was nice. Let me go. And then I came back. I got the form printed. And then I came back and uh, drove up to the cop, a different cop on the border. And uh, he stopped me and I panicked and I said, oh, I have all these forms to show you. And he's like, yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. Go ahead. And he let me through without looking at the form. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, the effort, just read the form. Just read the form. Just so justify what we went through. So we got through the border. Good day. I managed to smuggle about 14 kids. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And that's it. So thanks again for listening. Uh, I'll be back next week with uh, Lindsay Webb. Uh, it's a funny one. Take care of yourselves. And thanks again. Take care of yourselves and each other. Is that what Jerry Springer says? And good boy. And toodaloo. Tickety-boo.